Okay, welcome back to the Waco Trooping Herald Super Syntax Friday Night Lights podcast. I've got Trib Sports Editor Bryce Cherry here with me. I'm Chad Conan, and uh, we're talking high school football again, following week two leading up to week three. And uh, let's see, Bryce, um, I covered Lorena the, against China Spring the other night, and... China Springs really good. Lorena's really good. China Spring won, which I think we probably all picked China Spring to win. And Lorena falls to zero and two, so they beat lose to Franklin, number one ranked Franklin, in a close game the first week. They lose to China Spring in a close game the second week. And my question then is: Is Ray Biles, Lorena coach Ray Biles, is he the new Johnny Tusa? Since you just had me explain that, I'll let you now explain it to the audience. Yeah, I, I kind of uh, figured this is where you were going with that comparison. But basically, you're saying that when Johnny Tusa was at Waco High, he uh, he scheduled really tough in the uh, non-district season. Didn't necessarily – I mean, obviously, he wanted to win. But, um, you know, win or lose, it, it wasn't as big a deal – um, as much as toughening his team up, preparing them for down the road, getting better, all of that stuff, he felt like those kind of games had lasting benefits. And uh, it's interesting. So I was in Lorena last night as we record this podcast here on a Wednesday afternoon, early evening. Um, and uh, let me bring up a couple of things. First of all, uh, I'm covering a volleyball match and it's uh, Lorena and Crawford, two of our best volleyball teams around here. And I asked both coaches, I mean, it really honestly felt like a playoff uh, atmosphere uh, in the fourth set, both sides of the stands were standing up, you know, I mean, it was that kind of, every point was, was hotly contested. And I, I asked both coaches about it after the uh, match about just, you know, do you feel like a game like this has lasting benefits? You know, it's going to prepare you well for the postseason. And both of them uh, said, yeah. And and that's why they schedule it that way. You know, I mean, um, Jeff Coker at Crawford doesn't duck anyone. Uh, so now bringing it back to football, Ray Biles actually was sitting you know, right in front of me uh, for a good chunk of the the match. Uh, And so we would chat occasionally. And, um, and uh, I, I asked him about Gatesville, who's his opponent coming up this week. And and he was, you know, kind of giving me a little insight on the Hornets. And um, he basically just said, man, we just, we just need to have something good happen here. You know, I mean, uh, Obviously, you know, he doesn't like being 0-2. And I I sort of couched it by saying, look, man, you guys have played two pretty good teams. And he smiled and agreed. But uh, at the same time, they want to win. And I think um, there's a balance there where you want maybe a little bit of a mix, right? Teams that 
uh, are going to challenge you and stretch you and expose your weaknesses, but also maybe a team or two in there that you can beat and get a little confidence from. And uh, I feel like uh, Gatesville is no pushover for Lorena. They're playing better, I think, than uh, than they basically made some progress these last you know few years. Uh, however, I feel like Lorena probably gets its first win this week, and um, and probably one of the better zero and two teams in the state. They have fallen out of the state rankings because of those two losses, but uh, I think they'll be back. Yeah. Um, I talked to coach Biles a little while ago and I asked him, you know, same thing. Uh, and, and with Gatesville and then Madisonville is their last game before they start district. So those are two, four, a D two teams, you know? So they go from, uh, number one ranked team in three AD two to the number seven ranked team in four AD two. And then you keep, keep going with four a schools. Now, you know, Lorena was a 4A school not long ago, so I think they can handle that. You know, now Gatesville is still a lot bigger school than they are, and I, I don't know about Madisonville. But um, I think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm there with you. The, the challenge is still there this week because they're playing a bigger school. The, the scary thing if you're Lorena and Ray Biles and all those guys is Gatesville can beat you, you know, and then you're 0-3. And, and how, long, how long do you go before you go – we thought we were going to be really good and we're sitting here. We got to win three in a row just to get out of the hole. Yeah. And that's where you're dealing with high school kids. And that's why I say, you know, I don't want to say mix in a cupcake, but, uh, but at the same time, maybe schedule, you know, a game in that non-district slate where you should win. If you play well, you should win that game. And, um, because you're talking about confidence and with high school kids, it's easy for confidence to waver if you're not winning games. And um, I think coaches sometimes have to explain to the kids after the game, look, man, that's a really, really good team that you just went up against and went toe to toe with. Uh, I think Lorena should take some confidence out of making it a game with China spring when it looked for a while, like it might be, you know, headed toward a runaway. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so I'm going to test your improv skills here. I'm going to throw out my second question on our script because I thought of a better one. Okay. Uh, uh, let's say you get to be the district commissioner of any district in our area, right? And you're going to get to expand your district before district play starts this season. Okay. This is obviously a takeoff on Big 12 expansion discussion, right? So, and you can go cross division. Heck, you know, there's no rules here. We can go across classifications if you want to. So which district do you want to expand and increase their visibility? And who are you going to do it with? Wow. Uh, this is a curveball. I am glad I have my trusty copy of the Tribune Herald stats. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, sitting right here next to me so I can at least peek at the districts. But as you sort of framed that and said, there's no rules, we can kind of cross divisions. Basically I, I would think that we wouldn't cross classifications. I mean, they've, you know, but let's say we can cross divisions a little bit in within a classification. 
And I'm putting the likes of Mart and Chilton and Hubbard together with the likes of Crawford and Bosqueville. Bosqueville and Valley Mills. Yeah. uh, I think that would be a really fun district. Um, And, I mean, wouldn't you just love to have Martin Crawford on the schedule every year? Um, It doesn't always happen, you know? And and that's – those are two of our most consistent small school programs around here. They both make deep runs, uh, you know, in the playoffs pretty much every year. Last year, obviously, Mart all the way to the state championship game again, and Crawford was in the state semifinals. So, you know, to get a guaranteed Mart Crawford matchup, but also, you know, Mart Bosqueville, Bosqueville um, Hubbard, you know, those would all be really fun. Uh, district games um the fact of the matter is they are in uh are they in different divisions let's see yeah Uh, yep the mart hubbard chilton is in d2 and the other is d1 you know i'm glad you brought that up because it 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 leads me to a point that we should have made on the podcast anyway the chilton pirates uh they're for real i think just simply by virtue of the fact that Italy beats them by, I think, 30 or 40 last year, and they turned the tables on them and beat them last week, you know. And and so I've got my Saturday edition here. They beat them by a point. They made all their extra points and beat them by a point. Um, you know, Chilton Chilton's a proud program. They've won a couple of state championships, and uh, or at least won and played for a couple. They won two? I think they've won two. I want to say early 70s, and then again that one in about 2006. Six, seven, eight, something like that. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, and so to see Chilton and Bosque, I mean, Chilton, Bosqueville, that might be the matchup, you know. That might be like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you know, too narrowly define our made-up district here, but Chilton – Chilton Bosqueville could be the third place game. Be fun to, to, like I said, to see those, those kind of matchups. And it's not to say that some of these don't happen, you know, occasionally anyway. Uh, Right. uh, Kevin Hoffman and Clint Zander are good friends. That would be the Mark coach and the Bosqueville coach. And they've met frequently in non-district when they weren't district opponents. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes when they don't play a non-district, they, <clears throat> they at least scrimmage against one another. Um, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> uh, I think Clint sometimes, you know, gets tired of playing Mark because they're tough to beat, you know. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that some sometimes it may be good for Bosqueville to, to schedule someone else. But, uh, but that's another case of, you know, it's unfortunate that teams like Mart and La Vega sometimes have to really uh, shake the trees a little bit to find opponents because um, because if you are one of these other up-and-coming teams, why not challenge yourself and see where, you know, see if you can beat them, see if you can get better. I mean, they're obviously uh, going to make you better and show you where you need to improve. Yeah, I think Mart has trouble – you know, fitting in in a lot of games and they, they would certainly not fit in in very many districts in the state of Texas where they're at. I mean, they're just going to, they're just going to 
not have that much competition. Okay, so for my district, if I'm the, I want to be the commissioner of the uh, La Vega Midlothian Heritage Stephenville district, and uh, try to go get China Spring and Connolly. How about? That'd be fun. I mean, obviously, you know those those are familiar uh, foes in terms of they're in a district in every other sport. La Vega, Connolly, mm-hmm. uh, Robinson, China Spring. Uh, you know, we see that in basketball, we see it in baseball, track, all those other sports. So uh, it'll be fun again to kind of see that, um, see them reunite in football. Obviously, um, you know, La Vega is 4AD1, China mm-hmm. and Conley and those schools are 4AD2. There's a, just a little bit of, you know, enrollment separation there, but uh, but not enough for them, you know, to be in different classifications or anything. So it's not like, you know, you're not, uh, you know, it's not David and Goliath. Right. Okay. Uh, well, we got to talk about the NFL starting up on Thursday night, since that's a topic that you guys, I assume, don't cover on your, uh, your, your college football podcast. Um, and I don't, I don't know, at what point do you really feel like the, football season is in full rhythm it's like okay this is it we're there yeah i would think it's it's maybe that first weekend of the nfl season uh, because mm-hmm. by that point you have high schools you have college and you have nfl so you've got your friday saturday sunday all your bases covered. I'm sort of mixing my metaphors there. Uh, my sports. Well, not only Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, nowadays you can almost get football any, any day of the week. And certainly in 2020 last year, uh, did we have a high school game on every day of the week, except Sunday? I think we, yeah, I I think we did. We never did cover any of those Monday games that I remember, but they were out there. Yeah, they were out there. And, um, it was it was a it was kind of a weird deal, um, and we need to talk about this sometime. But there is a district out there. I want to say, is it the Hubbard Mark District? I don't know. I gotta I gotta look into this. But you and I will talk about it later. But uh, there's a district that's going to be playing its district games on Thursday nights, um, which is kind of different and. I think it's again one of these uh, COVID precautions. Essentially, um, we saw it last year where uh, Midway's district played its um, varsity games on Friday and its sub varsity on uh, on Saturdays. Um, uh, yeah, so you could bring your JV players up if you need yeah. them. Correct. If you had a whole bunch of kids sick then your JV guys wouldn't have played yet. And uh, so this district, uh, I know Wynn Emmons was talking to me about it, um, is playing its varsity games on Thursday and its JV games on Friday, if you can wrap your head around that one. Okay. All right. Anything to try to, tr- tr- to, to, try to trick the COVID, back, uh, COVID <laughs> virus. Right? There you go. Got to yeah. outsmart the virus somehow. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, we'll, uh, kind of, um, bring it home with, uh, boy, there's no two people, there's no two sports writers in the history of sports writing that love to eat more than you and John Warner. It's like, where is our game and where can we eat? I think that's the first two questions on y'all's mind always. Tell us, tell us about, uh, Saturday. (laughs) Incidentally, 
we got a, a good chuckle out of you responding to our tweets and saying it's a it's a miracle these guys aren't 600 pounds a piece or whatever you know? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, i assume you must not even watch our podcast uh the the one true podcast uh did y'all preface it last week with that well we have historically uh always pretty much ended our podcast with something we call culinary corner uh, which now you're you're doing you're co-opting uh, by closing this podcast with a little food talk. But uh, yeah, we always talk about food. We're sports writers. We like to eat. Uh, Russ, I don't I don't have to watch y'all's podcast to know that that y'all probably <laughs> talk about food every week on it. Yes. Uh, to answer your question about going to San Marcos last week, um, we uh, ate at a fine. Uh, Mexican food establishment called Herbert's Taco Hut and uh, my brother Demby met us there and we had a great meal man and I tell you what you talk about restaurant sized portions uh, it was it was an abundance of food it was big portions it was big portions um, put it this way John and I ate it like we, we met at Herbert's, uh, met Denby there at like three o'clock and, uh, we covered the game, uh, wrote all our stories, uh, stayed late and finished a, a notebook on the game and then finally left. And, and we hadn't eaten, you know, since three and didn't really feel like eating again. I mean, we, <laughs> we, uh, on, on the way back, we were looking for like something, uh, and we stopped at a gas station, got a snack, but we, you know, we considered Whataburger, McDonald's, something like that, but the, the lines were just too long and, and we didn't, I don't think had the appetite to really pull it off. So, well, you see in that situation, and especially coming from that, the South on I-35, you got a built in, you know, snack bar now, just, just North of Temple. You know what yeah, I'm talking about? I don't think we wanted to wait until we got to Bucky's. Uh, uh, free shout out to Bucky's there. We mm. need to start uh, charging these people for advertising. But um, <laughs> yeah, we didn't want to wait quite that long before we had a had something. But yeah, we ended up going to a gas station, got a little snack. Uh, but I didn't feel bad about not eating again because I was legit stuffed. I mean, that, that Herbert's. Uh, if you're down in San Marcos, excellent, excellent. I've never been there. I'll have to try it. You know, one thing I'm learning uh, through like about uh, about uh, nutrition and, and all of that as I as I try to get better at it, <laughs> portion control is all it's like all about planning out the whole day. You can make yourself want to eat a smaller dinner by eating a bigger lunch, you know. Especially, you know, if you get some non-calorie dense, I mean, some calorie, yeah, non-calorie dense foods kind of fill up at dinner. You just be like, I can go light at dinner, you know? Yeah. And we, like I said, we basically skipped dinner. Uh, that said, we got our calories and then some <laughs> in, in our, in our mm. midday lunch. Uh, well, I'm surprised y'all I- did skip dinner just because John Warner, when he's, when he's traveling to cover something, he's going to get the maximum out of every meal, like the maximum bang for his buck. It's like his goal in life is to win every meal. Yeah, that's, I mean, I I don't know why this is uh, controversial, 
as a sports writer, I feel like you should be abiding by this. Uh, this this goes back many many years. I mean, uh, this is there's a long storied history of uh, us eating well, you know, in this profession. It's part of our lineage, right? Yes, you know? yes. And John still says that Mickey Humphrey, the late great Mickey Humphrey, of course, covered high school football and sports at the Trib, was probably, you know, one of the best foodies that he ever saw, and uh, also one of the the biggest eaters. <laughs> he could like wipe out a buffet basically. And Mickey wasn't like a big heavy guy. I mean, uh, but man, he could uh, apparently put it away. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll put the brakes on the food talk since apparently there's been a lot of it on our two podcasts this week. Yeah. Um, come for the football, stay for the food. That yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the motto at the Gatesville press box anyway. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. There. Mm-hmm. That's that's all time stuff there. So. Yeah. My one regret this week covering. Gatesville versus Lorena is that it's in Lorena and not sure, Gatesville. Yeah, absolutely. Any any excuse to drive to Gatesville is a good one. Yep. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for our Super Syntax Friday Night Lights podcast. We'll see you next week. All right. Sounds good.